You're listening to the Happy Hour with Nick Sainer. Furby the Fourth ate his first solid food today, prompting a response of nothing but steaks all week for the Nebraska offensive line. Then Enrique Alvarez Clare. No more peaches and carrots for Herbie the Seventh. Baby food be damned. Sponsored by Empire Fence and Netting on 937 The Ticket and the Ticketfm.com. Welcome back into the happy hour, 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. Nick Rico joining you as usual. We're going to get to Nate Rohr, the voice of Husker softball here in, in just a moment. Should we ask Nate's opinion on, on Herbie? On Herbie? We will. We will once we get him on, on, real, on, the on real Herbie. Yes, of course. I also wonder, so Nate, not many people might know this, might not know this. Nate's also the public address announcer that you hear at Memorial Stadium. And so I am curious to find out here in just a moment if, uh, yes, exactly. Curious to find out if Nate's going to uh, be the voice we hear for the spring game or if he'll he'll be the voice we hear over at Bowling Stadium. Does he have any secrets he can share with us? We'll find out. So once again, uh, Husker softball, 30 and 13 on the season there. They had a game scheduled against the Blue Jays of Creighton an in-state battle tonight. But uh, the outlook with severe weather has forced the cancellation of that game. So now we turn our attention to this weekend series against Wisconsin. The Badgers will come to Bolin on Friday, um, and they'll play at 5.30 p.m. First pitch from Bolin there for the 30 and 13 Huskers. And we go ahead and we turn to the Honda Lincoln Hotline. We're joined by the voice of the Husker softball team, the red team, as they're known as well. The red team. The, uh, the voice, Nate Rohr. Nate, man, it's been a while. We haven't talked to you since the beginning of the season. How are we How are we doing 43 games into the season here? Well, you know, if, if you were going to pick a point to talk to me, you know, not talk to me throughout the season, if you were going to pick one place to talk to me, I suppose, would be yeah. the way to set it up. Uh, right now would be the time because uh, this team is playing uh, about as well as it has played all year. The fact that they were able to go out to Indiana and sweep a Hoosier team that had won 23 straight games. Uh, the, the winning streak had stopped before the Huskers series. Uh, but the fact that they were able to go out and sweep a series from Indiana the week after going out to Maryland and taking two of three. And the Terps have had a good year so far. Uh, so back-to-back road series wins, including a sweep. Uh, the stock of Husker softball, I think right now, is about as high as it has been all year. Now, I, I don't really have uh, – I can't find the words to put into a question, so I guess I'll just say two things. Brooke Andrews? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she's hitting. She's hitting a whole lot. It, she has been so clutch. Uh, it, it's really – Uh, pretty incredible but she you know the thing is is yeah she's had the big home runs uh but but she's been so consistent for this team i mean she's hitting about as well uh as she's hitting actually better than she has in her husker career and then the power to boot and then on top of all of that being a clutch hitter and and all the big home runs this year for brooke it's just remarkable uh, you know, she's somebody who works hard and, and has has built herself up and has has always been a good athlete and always kind of tantalized you with her potential. Uh, but it, it seems like she's really found it this year. I wonder if 
maybe having a positional home in center field this year has helped the cause. Uh, where other, you know, at other points in her career, they she's had to move around some, and, and she has played some third base this year. Uh, but it feels like her being settled has allowed her to be settled throughout her game. Uh, and man, what results it's producing! How impressed are you with how quickly Caitlin Canada was able to assimilate herself into that infield with a bunch of, of women who have played with each other for so long? Oh, very much so. And, and I think that veteran infield allowed her uh, to grow with them, uh, knowing that, you know, Billy Andrews has tremendous range and a quick release. And, uh, you know, you've got Maya Felder, who, who's such a veteran for this team and a good defensive player. Uh, so from the defensive standpoint, there's not a whole lot to worry about. And then offensively, the fact that she has plugged into this lineup uh, and has hit so well, I, I'm sure the fact that she's got veteran bats around her has helped because I think she's seen some pitches to hit that maybe a, a more experienced player probably wouldn't. But man, has she done something with them? Uh, and, and she's got a very calm, composed demeanor. Uh, always has some, has pretty good energy. Always has a smile on her face. Uh, so she's been able to stay positive, but uh, she's just plugged right into this lineup and like she's played two years already we're talking to the voice of husker softball nate Rohr, with us and nate when we talked to you at the beginning of the season um it was nebraska getting ready for the gauntlet of the non-con that they were getting ready to face especially in that tax act uh, clearwater invitational if i remember correctly and it's it's they had to face it was oklahoma state ucla uh virginia tech arkansas and texas a&m in that in that tournament and they ended up going one and four in in those five games but i remember you saying something along the lines of like listen guys when, when they load the the non-con that's only going to help them out in the later stages of the season i mean are we seeing that come to fruition here on the the games and the the great programs the powerhouse programs that they had to play early on in the year benefiting nebraska here in the later stages in the big 10 conference slate yeah, I think it has helped them out. It's certainly shown them what they can do against the best in the country. And uh, they went from, I think, being a little starstruck and being a little overwhelmed uh, when they played UCLA and then Oklahoma State the first time. Then they turn around a week later uh, and and play Oklahoma State much tougher. So that just speaks to the progress uh, they were able to make. I also think this team is finding its way after dealing with a few injuries. I mean, Sydney Gray missed a couple of weeks and, and got off to mm -hmm. a slow start, but man, she's hitting well lately. Uh, you know, the loss of Talia Tokheim uh, was pretty costly, but uh, I think the team's beginning to overcome that as well. Abby Newland had a pretty good weekend last weekend for Nebraska, came up with a double as as a number nine hitter. And, you know, she's somebody that we've not seen in the lineup a whole lot. Uh, so the fact that she was able to contribute some was very helpful and useful for this team. So I do think the tough schedule early on um, built this team up, sharpened them. But I also think that some other things are falling into place as far as uh, getting through injuries and, and getting, to a point where where they're facing teams uh, of like caliber.
Nate, I, I, when we look at a couple of the leaders on this team, it's hard to look past Courtney Wallace. And I want to talk about the pitchers um, in the circle for, for a couple minutes here because, so, I mean, Courtney, people might forget, she didn't have to come back for this year. And I, I think she's mm-hmm. sitting there um, almost approaching 20 wins on the season. Got a sub three ERA, if I remember correctly, after checking the, the statistics. I mean, not only her in the circle, but also her at the plate because she can hit as well. I mean, how much value was it just having Courtney Wallace back this season? Immense, immense, flat out. Um, and, and she's only become more valuable after the uh, injury to Kaylin Kinney has kept her out uh, for the last two months of the season. Um, but Courtney has led this team, and, and that's, that's I underline that above everything else, the fact that Yes, she's one of three captains, but she is the one of the three captains. As a captain last year, uh, as somebody who I think is the most comfortable out of those three, uh, Felder and Abby Squire being the other two, in using her voice, not to say that that Maya or Abby is afraid to, but Courtney is most comfortable with that. Uh, And then the fact that she has gone out this year and pitched so tough and, and I want to underline that because she's somebody who isn't going to dominate you. She isn't going to strike out 10. She isn't going to just be a hammer of God type of pitcher that, that just shuts everybody out. But whether she has her best stuff or not, whether she's getting the corners or not, whether she has to come over the plate or not, she's going to compete like crazy. And anytime you have that out of your ace, you know you're going to have that for at least two out of the three games in the circle, that's a heck of a luxury for a team. And they're getting that mm-hmm. from Courtney. And and you mentioned the fact that, that she didn't have to come back for this year. Uh, and so I think the fact that Courtney came back uh, put an onus on her to lead this team, and she's lived up to it. She she has led, taken this team on her back in some respects, especially the way she's pitched uh, and, and really given them a chance to have a good year. You mentioned Kaylin Kinney. Uh, she's been sidelined the last couple months with, with a hand injury. What is the update on her? Well, I know she had the uh, pins taken out of her hand. Um, I want to say it was the week between the Maryland and Indiana series. Uh, I don't know if there's been really a, an update on her status as to whether or not uh, she'll come back. Um you know, at this point, especially when you look at the fact that Kaylin could get this year back, mm-hmm. uh, I, I almost think the lean would be to, to let her sit out this year. Of course, you lose Courtney Wallace after this year. Yeah. Uh, and then, then she comes back still retaining this year of eligibility. Uh, so I, I don't know that a final decision has been made, but um, I'd be very surprised if we saw her in the circle again couple more for, for you, Nate. We're talking to the voice of Husker softball, Nate Rohr, with us. Um, you, you mentioned one of the other captains, Abby Squire. And and when you, her career is so fascinating for, for me personally because uh, obviously a standout at Lincoln Southwest High School and then mm-hmm. actually somewhat struggled at the start of her Husker career a few seasons ago. But now you would have no clue that that was the case because she is is a mainstay in that lineup and, and a really, really solid defensive outfielder as well. Yeah, she's really grown into being a, a big-time 
uh, player in a major conference. You know, I, I don't know that I was troubled uh, by by that quiet freshman year. I think that was just somebody adjusting to the college mm-hmm. game. And I think the learning curve's a little more severe for somebody from the Midwest as opposed to somebody from California or Arizona thinking of Sydney Gray or Caitlin Canada uh, in their freshman years because uh, you see better pitching at the high school level in those hotbeds of college softball. So from that standpoint, I, I was not troubled by her freshman year, but um, she's one of the hardest workers on this team and I think took the information she gained from that freshman year to build herself mm-hmm. into a good player. And then this season, you know, she's had her ups and downs. And, you know, it's tough to repeat having a good season. And I think there were some expectations on Abby that that might have slowed her down and weighed her down, but she's finding her way. And I think also the added duties of being a captain uh, weighed on her some, but uh, she's starting to find her way with all of that and, and is putting together another very nice year. And, and that's good to see, because like I said, she's one of the hardest workers on the team and, and, and obviously a very valuable piece of it. We're speaking with Nate Rohr, the voice of Husker softball, the red team. And and Nate, you know, you, you talk about expectations and last season, what Nebraska softball was able to do coming into this year. I'm sure a lot of people had had very high expectations for Nebraska softball and sitting at 30 wins right now. They're they're kind of living up to that. But at the beginning of the season, um, and we understand that they were facing very high level of talent, but were there any concerns about the way that things were starting and then looking forward to where they are now? How do you, how do you feel they've, they've uh, rebounded and, and, and what have they done to get to this point? Well, you know, I wouldn't be so concerned about, you know, the UCLA, the Clearwater weekend, for instance, you know, just looking at that, that was, that was always going to be a tough weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think I mentioned it when I chatted with you guys uh, at the beginning of the year that uh, Nebraska in the College World Series year of 2013 went out to the Mary Nutter Classic, which is an equivalent tournament in terms of quality, and they went one and four. And, and so early season struggles, especially for Northern softball programs, I wouldn't say take them with a grain of salt, but I certainly wouldn't put the stock in them that you would put in results normally because teams are dealing with not much, if any, outside practice time, taking ground balls off dirt, dealing with the sun, things of that nature. So, you know, I wasn't so troubled by how Clearwater went down or the lost Oklahoma State. I was getting worried in that, Kansas weekend, the back-to-back weekends down to Kansas, where they lost both games to Wichita State, and then the next weekend they go down and lose to the Jayhawks. And Mm -hmm. as it turns out, Wichita State's a very good team. They've knocked off Oklahoma State twice, and the Pokes are a top-10 team. Um, Kansas has not had as good a year. But that was really where my concern was. Uh, because of some issues, especially with the pitching staff, uh, that was where my greatest concern was. And I think Sarah Harness has done a good job the last couple of weeks of finding her way of being effective, of taking some of the load off Courtney, because as gutsy and as tough and as competitive as Wallace is, she can only throw so often before the hitters figure her out. And, and not to any pitcher in college softball, 
Uh, so the fact that Sarah's been able to take a little bit of the workload off of Wallace the last couple of weeks has been really important. Nate, I, I, I hate to ask what this team's ceiling is uh, going forward, but I mean, I, how, how well is this team set up for postseason success, I suppose? Well, obviously it depends on the draw. Um, as you look at the RPI, the Huskers are sitting 31st. And if you just feed out by RPI, which the NCAA, for what it's worth, does not do after the top 16 national seeds, uh, they take geography very strongly yeah. into account. Uh, you know, it, the 31st best team in theory should be playing the second seed. Well, that's pretty close to the first seed, which would be going down to Norman uh, to play the Sooners, unless something crazy happened in the last three weeks of the regular season. So I, the regional piece of it is very dependent on the draw. Um, and I'll be very curious to see how that goes. With that said, there's a lot that this team can accomplish in the regular season. I mean, you have the series with Wisconsin this weekend. You have a huge series at Northwestern next weekend. Uh, and, and Nebraska has an outside chance, I would say, uh, at the Big Ten title. Now, they would have to win the Northwestern series and get some help to catch play Michigan this week and the Wolverines have been playing better so they could get some help but uh you know they can't they can't win it outright by themselves it, even if they were to sweep Northwestern they would just be tied in the conference standings uh so I, I think they can still at least threaten for the conference title and finish in the top two uh get to regionals and then hope uh, the draw is favorable to you, and you're able to make some noise if not win it. Nate, are you going to be uh, at Bowling, or will you be up in the press box at Memorial Stadium this weekend, this Saturday specifically? Well, I've revolutionized the process of being in two places at once, so both places. <laughs> Perfect. Um, no. Um, in, in all actuality, uh, Saturday, I will start out at the football stadium. Okay. Uh, of course, when, when football calls, I, I do have to come around him, and I'm excited to see Matt Rule's team and, and see what progress they've made in spring. And then uh, once the red-white game concludes, I'll head over to Bowling Stadium. Matt Coatney uh, is going to be pinch-hitting for gotcha. me on, on the broadcast, and I'll, I'll go over there and join him partway through the game. But uh, at the same time, I'll start out over at football and then head over to softball later. Good stuff. Nate, hey, appreciate the time. Uh, awesome stuff. We, we really love having you on, man. And uh, we'll, we'll definitely be in touch and, and talk to you here soon as, as Husker softball, another 30-win season for him. Yeah, it's been a good year and uh, hoping for even uh, bigger things mm -hmm. uh, down the stretch. But thank you for having me. Save me a visor on Sunday. I'll do what I can. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Nate. We'll talk to you later. Sounds good. That is Nate Rohr, the voice of Husker softball. Really good stuff. I mean, nobody knows it uh, better better than Nate. And so you'll be able to hear him over the loudspeaker at, at Memorial Stadium on Saturday as he's the, the PA for Husker football. And then uh, as well as uh, obviously the play-by-play, -play, the voice of, of the red team, the Husker softball, as they have a series against the Wisconsin Badgers starting on Friday. Let's go ahead. We'll take our final timeout. We'll be joined by Stricky and uh, Austin coming up next.